Hey everybody, it's Ron Johnson, and this is Locked On Sports Minnesota. It's a beautiful Friday, so you know what that means? It's roundtable time. I know all you guys are looking for Julia Daniels women. I know you miss her, guys. I know you can't wait to see that kitty cat and all the weirdness that happens at her house, but we toned it down today. We added Gabe Henderson, Vikings <laughs> Entertainment Network, do it all. We got Reggie Wilson from Care 11. We got Sam Ekstrom as well, the producer with the juicer. I don't know if we've ever come up with one for him. Uh, but I'm Ron Johnson. Again, this is Locked On Sports Minnesota. And this is the Friday Roundtable. But we got to get locked in on these topics, fellas. So, Reggie, what you got for us? The Wolves undefeated in the preseason, if you like that kind of thing. What does it mean for this upcoming season? We'll talk about it. The Vikings play Monday, but there's a full slate of NFL on Sunday that we can enjoy. What are we looking for around the league before the Vikings play? And if you send the injury report this week, the Vikings and the 49ers have a handful of grocery items on that list. Who's going to play? Who's not? And it's bacon week. My wife's out there making bacon right now. Daryl Thompson, as you guys know, he's a bacon guy. He eats bacon every single day during bacon week. Florida Rosedale hasn't been brought back from Iowa. Now, we've won it since, but it hasn't left Iowa and come back to Minnesota since 1999. I think I got a football behind me to uh, signify that game when he won the pig when I was 19 years old. So can they do it again? We'll talk about that next coming up on the Friday Roundtable, and this is Locked On Sports Minnesota. So with no further ado, it's Vikings week, people. The Vikings are in a weird predicament. They have the San Francisco 49ers coming to town on Monday night. That means primetime Kirk Cousins, Kirk O'Chains. The, the crowd's going to be electric. It's already a sold-out stadium. But can the Vikings get it done? Gabe, what you got for us? Yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be – um, all eyes will be watching the Minnesota Vikings this week just to see how they can bounce back after beating the Chicago Bears. And when you look at Kirk Cousins, just his prime time numbers, a lot of people or a lot of naysayers are saying, well, this is going to be another Kirk Cousins game. But if you've been at practice this week, uh, Reggie, myself, we've both been there. I believe Sam, I'm, I'm not sure if you've been there, Sam. I know I see you at the, the facility a lot, but Kirk Cousins is taking this game by storm. He understands that this is a 49ers team that's arguably the best team in the NFL. If the Vikings want to start playing big-time football, they have to start beating big-time teams. So I'm excited to see what that looks like on Monday, but it's, it's just all talk right now. We, we really don't know. So uh, <clears throat> hopefully this, this injury report clears up by the time Monday comes, but at the same time, we just don't know because Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel both have not practiced to this point. Both of those guys make up 49% of their entire offense. So if neither one of those guys are playing – chances are the Vikings defense can really flourish under Brian Flores. Mm. Reggie. Yeah, man. I, I'm i trying not to, like, take the approach that, like, man, we just need to pray. Like, <laughs> they don't play on Sunday, so we should just go to church all Sunday and um, just put the Vikings at the altar. So just bring a helmet and just put it at the altar as a sacrifice <laughs> to, to see – if, if the Lord will bless them for Monday. But I, I don't know if it's that deep. Um, I think Cleveland kind of show like, all right, they're beatable. But I don't know <laughs> that the Vikings defense is as uh, crazy as the, the Cleveland Browns defense. I don't know. Um, Brian Flores is a, is a mastermind back there. He blitzes all the time, like almost every play, it seems. And, and so I think, I think he'll do things to try to make it tough for Brock Purdy, 
Um, and without Brock having some of those weapons, um, I was looking at something and on, on Twitter or X or whatever, and it was talking about how Mike McDaniel has come up with this um, cheat motion and everybody's using it. And so he usually brings Tyreek on that cheat motion and, and it really kind of has taken the league by storm. Well, Shannon has said it's he calls it cheat motion because it's cheating, but he also uses it with Debo Samuel. And so if Debo is not able to play, that is a wrinkle of the offense that he cannot he cannot use. So I'm just looking forward to seeing who actually plays and and how they try to scheme things up. Um, you know, Kirk going against you know one of his former mentors on offense. So yeah, I kind of agree with Gabe. Like I think I said this on Care Eleven last night too. I think the offense is gonna go as Kirk moves it because they don't have Justin Jefferson. Like it's gonna be on him to distribute the ball around and put a better showing on the field than we saw in Chicago. And this is the game to do it because the 49ers have one of the best defenses in the league. And also even, even without some of the weapons that, that may or may not be out there, they do have one of the more potent offenses in the league as well. Yeah. I I've got three points on this game. Number one, even if they don't have Debo, they've got Brandon Ayuk former first-round pick who is off to a phenomenal start this season, averaging almost 100 yards per game, number two graded receiver on PFF right now. Ayuk is legit. George Kittle is legit. That passing game can still be legit without Debo. Brock Purdy, we talked about the Flores blitzing schemes. Well, Brock Purdy last year, third in passer rating against the blitz, or under pressure, I mean. This year, fourth in passer rating under pressure. So how how will he handle the Brian Flores blitz? Probably pretty well. He has historically, so I worry about that. And then I worry about the trenches. This is just Sam worrying out loud right now. The two Javons, Javon Kinlaw, former first-round pick, is off to a great start for San Francisco. And Javon Hargrave, who they brought over from Philadelphia, we saw him give teams fits for years with the Eagles, and now he's with the 49ers. It's always the trenches. The 49ers win the trenches, and whenever they play the Vikings, I'm always taken aback at how tough they are on the interior, both offensive and defensive lines. So those those are the things that I'm losing sleep about this weekend uh, leading up to Monday, even if the 49ers don't have some of those key injured guys. Well, I got a thought. My guys to watch are none other than Kirk Cousins and, and Brock Purdy. Those are easy cherry pickers, but this is why. Kirk Cousins on Monday night. Since he joined the Vikings in 2018, eight touchdowns, seven interceptions. Not great. 53% completions. Not great. Let's take Mike Zimmer out of this. All right, let's get him a quarterback guru and Kevin O'Connell. One touchdown, three interceptions. 51 passer rating. Not great. So my reason for watching Kirk Cousins is to see, can he self-reflect? A lot of guys who aren't self-aware of how bad they've done or, or what's bothered them or what mentally did they do? Was he too hyped up? Gabe knows this. Reggie, you play sports as well. Sam, pretty sure you play sports. But Gabe, you know this. Some games, you get too juiced. You get too excited. And you go into the game and you make stupid mistakes because you're trying too hard. I don't think Kirk Cousins is that guy, but he's also human. And so I don't know if that's the problem on Monday night, if he overthought it, if the game plan was wrong. And to the cheat motion, I've said this for years. I hate vanilla offenses. 
Like, I'm not a fan of vanilla ice cream. You got to throw some sprinkles on there, a little whipped cream, a little, a little chocolate sauce, maybe, maybe a couple cherries on top. That motion helps out a young quarterback to understand. That's why Mike McDaniels does it. It helps him understand a little bit of what coverage he's seeing. If you move one way or another, one, you can't jam my guy because he's moving. That's one. Two, if you back off, you're now telling me why you backed off because you can't jam them and you know you're not covering maybe a flat area, so it's not zone. There's a lot of little things with these motions uh, that, that can help out. For some reason, Kevin O'Connell did it last year. He hasn't done it since as much with Justin Jefferson. Uh, I don't know if Brandon Powell's the guy. I don't know if Jordan Addison's the guy because he has the speed. Why not use the motion if you know he's the over guy or if you know he's the Zorro, the Zorro route guy? You can use that motion to help Kirk Cousins out but also help the offensive line out. If somebody does something on that motion, it's a trigger or it's an indicator to say this guy maybe is coming. This guy's not coming anymore because he backed out. Somebody else is coming because this is a third and seven. Somebody's going to come. They're not going to play coverage in, on third and seven. They're going to try to get after Kirk Cousins. So I'm a fan of it. I think more guys should use it. The problem is everybody doesn't understand how to use it. And then after you use it, what route am I trying to get to? How am I trying to get to this? Um, I remember when I played, Brian Billick did it like two or three weeks and everybody was excited. He never did it again. I don't know why. I know he's an older coach. So the older generation, some of the offenses, they just don't understand how to get what they're trying to get out the motion. The 49ers do. George Kittle does it all the time. He always changes the strength. So when you close it left or close it right, He's going to move, and then you have to re renumber it. And I've talked to Harrison Smith about that. It sucks because if you're already on this side, you have to switch sides. So I'm watching the quarterbacks in this because they're going to have to be maestros moving guys around this, this pre-snap. And then Kirk Cousins, can he outdo Brock Purdy? Because everybody keeps saying system quarterback. So I want to see this system quarterback live, but I also want to see can Kirk Cousins overcome these terrible numbers he's had on Monday night. All right. Hey, time Brian, to move Brian. on. Yeah. Ron, I'm going to add on to that with Kirk Cousins. Like, Kirk has to use his legs this week. And I know that's asking a lot from Kirk Cousins. But if you look at that Chiefs game, Kirk had three rushing attempts and had, I believe, five runs – I mean, five passes on the run. Yeah. So those eight plays right there made a difference in that game. Granted, we didn't win that game. But if the Vikings want to win on Monday, it's probably not going to be running the ball up the middle with Alexander Madison, especially when you take Javon Hargrave out and put Javon Kenlow in. They have four first-round defensive linemen right there that we're asking our offensive line to block and move them to the second level with Fred Warner playing linebacker. So I believe Kirk's legs is going to play huge dividends if this Vikings team wants to win on Monday. Yeah, and, and, and that's Kirk Cousins has never been known as a runner. We've said that as well for years. Why doesn't Kirk Cousins run a little bit more? I mean, he has a body guy now. Like, he went out and got what Patrick Mahomes got. So clearly – his leg should be rubbed on and he should be nice and ready to go because he doesn't have to play Sunday. He gets an extra day of rest. Him and Julie get to go to Coles, spend a little bit more Coles cash. Like he should be super relaxed that he didn't have to travel this week. Uh, but I will say the 49ers fans, I did not realize how many Minnesotans were 49ers fans because I've gotten nothing but messages from people in Minnesota saying they're coming to town for the 49ers game or they're here and they're going to the game, blah, blah, blah. And so, We'll see how this crowd noise, because I know last time that was a thing of Kevin O'Connell couldn't talk to Kirk in key moments because the crowd was too loud. So we'll see what happens with this 49ers Vikings crowd on Monday night as well. But yeah, I think Kirk Cousins, you're right, Gabe. He can't sit in the pocket uh, with his defense because they play bully ball. And I think, Reggie, you brought it up too about the, the Browns. It's bully ball. Like at some point, like if the 49ers come running out the tunnel with the boom box and they try to run through the Vikings, I hope Christian Darasaw 
understands the NFL is not kicking anybody out of games right now. They're not finding anybody. So it's okay to smack Trent Williams in the face. Like, <laughs> just do it. Like, if he swings, you swing. Like, you don't let them bully you in your own stadium and you guys get out of their way. You let you do what the, 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 the uh, Browns did and you rock them. You say, hey, if you guys want to do this, Debo, we got something for you. And then Debo's going to run away and he's going to wait for Trent Williams to get there. Christian Darisaw, you've got to be the Trent Williams. You've got to be the bruiser. you got to be the bully. And I think that's how the game gets started. The, the juices get going early. And then they're like, man, let's run the ball, coach, first play, because I want to take somebody's head off. But, again, we'll see We'll see what the, what it looks like, game. We're down there on the sideline Monday night pregame. If it's tense or if everybody's playing Taylor Swift songs and it's super nice and relaxed and it's just – you know, everybody's watching Reggie walking and give his wife a hug. And it's just kumbaya. And, you know, with people you, are kissing babies. Yeah, everybody's kissing babies and holding hands and taking pictures. And, you know, but <laughs> we got to move on to these FanDuel locks because, I mean, I don't know, Gabe. You talked about Kirk Cousins. Is, 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 are people going to bet Kirk Cousins rushes for 40 yards or more? <laughs> <laughs> but let's let's jump into these FanDuel locks. When you go to FanDuel.com backslash locked on, you can get any kind of promo you want but there's an offer make sure you check it out we got we'll, we'll tell you that read later coming up a little promotion from FanDuel but everybody can jump on the FanDuel app we know you don't live in Iowa but if you want to drive over to Diamond Joe's about an hour and a half away you can make that bet on your phone uh but we got to talk about these locks fellas there's a lot of there's a lot of same game parlays I know mine I know the one I'm not betting on um, but let's start with you, Sam. What are your favorite fan door? The one you feel like is a lock for the fans? Yeah. La well, last week, if you remember, I touted uh, Kirk Cousins under passing yardage and that hit at Chicago. And this week I'm coming back at you with another, another one that Vikings fans might not love, but I'm very confident in it. 49ers to win the first quarter. 49ers have scored on every opening drive this year. Vikings have been pretty poor in first quarters a lot of that's turnover driven um but the 49ers to win the first quarter at minus 110 so it's almost even money at FanDuel they're so good on the opening drive and whether they get the ball to start the game or the second possession I think they probably score that within the first quarter and odds are they win the first quarter so San Francisco minus 110 to win quarter one mm, Reggie So I don't want to be like, <laughs> you know, but um, first drive result, punt, minus 105. You know what? I will take that, um, especially if it's the Vikings. I Last year, we saw them in those scripted first drives do so well in so many games last season. And then it was the rest of the game that gave you heartburn. This year, those first drives have just not been what you come to expect from a Kevin O'Connell coach team. So mm -hmm. I think if the Vikings get the ball first, that 49ers defense, as we talked about, is mean. Um, and so minus 105 for a punt for the Vikings first drive, that kind of that kind of checks. Mm. Hey, Gabe, I know, you know, as a VN employee, you know, you got to stay away from this kind of stuff. Don't but, get but him in are, trouble, what, Ryan. What, is it, what are some thoughts you got for the fans on this? Well, I mean, if, you, if, you, if you've seen the stats, the, the excuse me, the Vikings are the, the second worst first quarter team in the NFL. They've yet to score a touchdown in the first quarter all season. 
So that's going to be important emphasis because when you when you play the the San Francisco 49ers, <clears throat> the last thing you want to do is play behind. And first drive, I mean, I mean, we all know the last three games, not including the Chicago Bears game, they had a, a turnover on the first drive of the game. So um I, I understand all of you guys' concerns, but I'm sure Kevin O'Connell was basically saying we have to start fast if we want to get out and win this game on Monday. Hmm. Man, I, I've been looking at these bets, and you know, you know how I am, Sam. Like, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure this out. The one I do hope hits, I hope the Vikings do actually beat the 49ers in the first quarter. Um, but here's here's what the one that's most popular right now, just so people understand what's most popular. The one that's gotten the most bets is plus 1198. 49ers to win every quarter. The 49ers are supposed to win the first, the second, the third, and the fourth quarter. And you bet the 49ers money line, which it's come down. They're plus seven. They were plus seven and a half. Now they're plus seven. So a lot of people are trying to hedge their bets just to make sure if this is a one touchdown game because it's saying no push. So if it's a seven point game, you don't lose, you don't win this. If the Vikings can, if the 49ers somehow can make this a seven point game, either way, lose or win, it's just a push. But if they six, if it's eight, you get your money. But here we go with this. My same game parlay. I like this one. I'm going to go with first half total points over under. I'm going to go under 22 and a half points. I think the first half is going to be trying to figure things out. I think the first half is going to be clock management, controlling the ball. I've been saying all week that Kirk Cousins doesn't need to come to the line of scrimmage and snap the ball with anything less than seven seconds. If he's coming, or sorry, anything more than seven seconds. If he's snapping the ball with 20-something seconds, he's not taking the time needed to to figure out the 49ers defense. We know Brock Purdy's going to take his time because that's what Shanahan has him doing. So that's where I'm going to go with that one. I think the first half is going to be under 22 and a half points. I think if the points are going to grow, it's going to be second half after both coaches have kind of figured each other out, what they're trying to do. And one of the teams is going to take advantage. Unfortunately, there's no Justin Jefferson, um, and then we should see some of these names and names. I, I'm, I'm not a fan of people being hurt, but I would be okay with no Christian McCaffrey, no Debo Samuel. Just saying that. George Kittle, yes. Uh, Ayuk, yes. But I feel like without Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey, it changes just a little bit the ability for them to quick strike and go after people. But now it's time to jump into this Vikings not playing on Sunday. Like this is this is one of those where you sit back and you're like, do I cut my grass? Uh, do I lay some grass seed down? Um, you know, do I clean the garage out? Do I put toilet paper on all the rolls around the house? We know that's what Gabe's going to be doing this Sunday. <laughs> uh, but before we jump into what we're going to be doing on Sunday, we got a word from our sponsors. You bet, Ron. Uh, let me tell you about Jace Medical. You know, there's a lot of unrest in the world. There's a lot of unpredictability. There are, are fires, hurricanes, earthquakes, natural disasters, and sometimes those lead to supply chain shortages for medications or the inability to get medications in a timely manner. Sometimes when you're sick, it takes a lot of effort to call uh, a nurse or get an appointment or make sure you get your prescription fulfilled at the nearest pharmacy. That can be a hassle when you're not feeling well. So give yourself peace of mind and get the Jace case, a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics to treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can consult with Jace about this using their professionals. They will help you get the right medication. They'll deliver it straight to your door and provide ongoing care. 
Why wouldn't you want to have that type of security? Go to jacemedical.com and enter code LOCKEDON at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON at jacemedical.com. J-A-S-E medical.com. Make sure you get uh, gift cards for your friends and family too to get a Jace case today, jacemedical.com. Well, it's time to talk about what we're going to be doing on Sunday. Um, for me, I already know what I'm doing because it's sitting in my driveway right now waiting on me to, to take care of it. So I figured, let me push this off to Sunday. But I'm going to start with you, Gabe. No Vikings, nothing for you to do really uh, until work on Monday. So what are you doing on Sunday? What games are you looking into? Man, I probably sound like a, a bummer or a party pooper right now, but I probably won't watch too much football. Um, if, if I do, it'll probably be the Packers game just to get ahead on um, what to look forward to because, you know, the, the week is going to be shorter with us playing on Monday Night Football. But outside of that, like I, I'm going to do some work. I'm going to um, just try to chill out a little bit. But at the same time, like I, this year has been kind of weird. Like I, I just haven't watched like full games. Like last night uh, was the first time I watched a full NFL game all year. And that was the Jack, the Jaguars uh, Saints game. And Gabe, I was like, Gabe, Man. what's new in your life that would be distracting you? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, well, if I feel like people know now, but I got, I got a little one. So got a yeah. daughter and she's, uh, she, she's still not sleeping. She's six months and still <laughs> trying to freak Ron. Ron knows how, how, how she is. Uh, his, his daughters have babysitted her uh, from time to time. So she it's slept over been, here and then she woke up, I think at midnight. So I get yeah. it. She right, slept so, for a while though. She slept. She slept. <laughs> but she, I mean, she's sleeping on her belly now. So hopefully that that's the that's the game changer, so she can get a little bit more sleep. But yeah, last night was the first time I watched a full NFL game. So we'll, we'll see how this Sunday goes. It's, it's her. It's her world now. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie, what you got on Sunday? So I thought about. I was like, hey, babe, let's go to the late church service. You know, usually we got to get up and go. <laughs> to the nine o'clock and I'm half sleepy and just trying to make it. And, you know, I'm like, look, let's sleep in a little bit. You know, let's, let's go to the late, maybe, maybe go get a bite to eat after church or something like that. But funny enough, I still have to work that day. Cause we, we have Vikings extra every Sunday regardless. So um, it'll be a, a Vikings Monday night pregame edition of uh vikings extra so we'll be kind of breaking it down looking at some of the matchups and previewing the game for um monday night on sunday night after uh, sunday night football mm. yeah i there's only one way to do football when the vikings aren't playing it's seven hours of commercial free <laughs> football i'm scott hansen um red zone you gotta do red zone you watch all the games you watch all the meaningful parts of all the games. It's fantastic. I will be lasering in on Lions Ravens. Mm -hmm. um, see if the Lions can go to Baltimore in a real road test. I know they they already beat Kansas City on the road this year. Can they beat Baltimore on the road? That would be an unbelievably impressive Detroit win. Packers Broncos, like Gabe said, um, seems like a winnable game for Green Bay, but they haven't played well at all the last couple outings, so they're kind of floundering and. I'm just going to I'm I'm all in on the Miami Philly game that night. I mean, that's going to be a spectacle. Mm -hmm. That's the one where I'm looking forward to getting the kids to bed and I can watch it undistracted Sunday night. Two of the league's best teams going at it. That's going to be awesome. 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Sam. I for sure Sunday night at some point, um, cause I, I know we got to have dinner as a family. Cause it's the first Sunday. I don't have to do Vikings fan line. I don't have to listen to people crying about the Vikings and wanting to fire and trade everybody. So it's my first, like I can go get church. I'm with you, Reggie on that too. Like I might do the nine though, because in my driveway right now, I got like three bags of natural dirt. Um, we got a new sprinkler system put in. Uh, so some of the grass areas where the sprinklers had to be dug up and put back down, I got to lay down some dirt and some grass seeds so that it sits through the winter and it takes root and blah, blah, blah. So I got all this dirt in my driveway right now. And so I got it. My wife's like, I, I hope you're not going to let it sit there until the snow comes. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> let me, let me figure. And I'm like, you know what? This is the perfect Sunday. It's going to be a decent weather. It's not going to be too hot. It's not going to be too cold. Uh, and we're going to go to church. And then my kids want to go to OHOP. So we're going to go to the original pancake house and get breakfast. Uh, and then I'm going to come home and do some projects. I'm going to put some dirt down in the yard. Put, I got some grass seed in the garage as well. I got the little uh, the thing you cover it so the birds don't get to it. So I got the cover deal. So I'm going to put that down with the little stakes in the grass. And, you know, I moved the trampoline so I can mow under there for, to get ready for the winter to come and let the grass get cut down as low as possible. So I'm already prepared uh, for, for the winter to come. But I'm with you, Sam. I am going to watch a little Miami Eagles. I'm watching it more so just because you're right. Th these are two high-powered offenses, and I love when I get on the Vikings pregame show to talk about what the Dolphins did or what the Eagles did and why can't the Vikings do that. Or maybe the Vikings tried it and it didn't work. Or maybe the Vikings did it and it worked. Um, but I'm excited to do that. Also, one quick one before I keep going, uh, or I'll do it at the end. I got, I got this question for you guys about this one. Uh, and then the other one I'm watching, of course, Sam, is true. I'm from Detroit, and I play for the Ravens. Uh, so I want to see how the Lions do versus Lamar Jackson because we've been talking about this offense or sorry, this defense for the Lions and how like Dan Campbell they are. I want to see it. So I'm going to have it. I'm not going to be able to watch it all the time, but I'm going to have it on my phone um, and I'm going to have that kind of sitting on my little deal as I'm walking around the yard with the dirt. So I, I built this little thing. It could sit on that. Then I'm going to be shoveling dirt down, flattening it out, making sure it's it's nice and even. And then I'm going to lay the grass seed down. But I have my phone with me. My neighbor across the street actually has a, a whole garage set up with a TV for sports. And so I'm going to I haven't I haven't hung out with him yet. So I'm going to go over there, maybe have a, a couple of drinks with him, maybe a drink or two and watch whatever he's watching. Um, but he's a he's a huge like K fan radio guy, uh, Viking sports guy. His brother actually, I think, played for the twins. Uh, Hanson was his name. Uh, so his brother nice. played for the Twins. I don't know who that is, Sam. Do you know who Hanson was? Han Last name Hanson? Yeah. Scott Hanson? Red Zone? <laughs> no. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he played for the Twins, though. I think he's he's a, or either played Twins or Wild. I know he's a, he's a, he was a pro sports guy. Uh, but everybody asked me that, like, you live you live across the street from so-and-so's brother. I was like, oh, okay. Um, so I haven't, I haven't hung out with him yet, but I'm going to go over there and hang out with him as well because his daughter plays softball and volleyball as well. She's in high school, though, but um you know I'm, I'm definitely gonna do that so that's my my free sunday from sports uh maybe gabe and julia will bring the baby by because i know the kids will love to see the baby and when i say bring her by gabe you guys don't have to stay you can go like <laughs> you can bring the baby and then you can take julia on like a daytime day see there you go i just gave you an idea for sunday you should surprise her baby i got a surprise for you you bring the baby over here and then you guys go for like a go to lake minnetonka go to the go to somewhere on the lake in Wyzetta, have a daytime date you and Julia, we'll, we'll keep the baby here with us because we're not doing anything. Uh, and Cam would love to do that because this is the first Sunday and Saturday as well. I don't have softball. 
There's no softball oh, wow. this weekend, no volleyball this weekend. It's so like we you need a, a date. It sounds like you need a date, bro. Right? Like, I know I might. Well, like this is we're free of sports. He's got a date with his lawn. I got to deal with his my lawn. lawn. So this is, is a, a sports Honestly, free weekend. Shawnee was actually texting Julia last night about trying to get up. So wait, I, let's do I, it. I might, I might just be at your crib. Let's do it because we got. I mean, you know, we got a built-in babysitter now. She's almost thirteen, so she's ready to go. So anytime you guys want to come, we can all go. We can go somewhere and grab lunch. Let's go to uh, the place we went to last time. We can go to Cove or something and call. Re well, Reggie's got. Well, Reggie could come if we do a Saturday yeah, or Sunday. Yeah, let's do this. Let's get out. But the, the one right, thing well, I will say, though, I got in the streets. <laughs> I got. A, I got a question for you guys though. Speaking of Mike McDaniel, I don't know if you guys saw this story about Mike McDaniel. He did say it on the pivot first, but it wasn't getting as much pub until aaron andrews posted this mike mcdaniels like lost a hat at training camp when he was a kid and then some one of the coaches for the broncos bought him a hat and then he introduced the dude to his mom and that became his stepdad have you guys heard that story yeah yeah so what it, it's crazy um so i mean now i'm like like promoting a podcast on Vikings.com. But Cy Amundsen, I'm sure we all know who he is, yeah. comedian, does some work for Vikings.com. He has a podcast called Tailgate, and he's actually interviewing the guy that actually married the guy. So the story that you're talking about, mm -hmm. so Cy, Mike McDaniel, and that guy are our three best friends. And I guess with that whole story, he's talking about that on the podcast today of like, hey, that's actually like my best friend's like stepfather now. So – I've like understood, you know, their working relationships and how it all worked out. So, I mean, if fans want to check it out, I feel like it's going to be pretty funny. But yeah, I, I, I briefly know what you're talking about, Ron. I, I heard the story and I was like, I had to, I had to bring that up because I'm like, this can't be real. And of course, now Vikings.com is going to have it because it's a real thing. And Mike McDaniel's pimped his mom out to be the Broncos uh, ball boy. Um, great story. Uh, but now, speaking of. Uh, Football. I don't know how we transition from that one. Uh, <laughs> speaking of football, it's Gophers Iowa. Yeah, we just do. It's Gophers Iowa week, people. Uh, everybody knows my heart is going to be on my sleeve this weekend. I am not going to be uh, unbiased in one bit. I hate Iowa. They hate us. I had Chad Greenway on my show this week. Uh, he was great. He told some great stories about his kid and when he played. Uh, you know, his era of play versus my era of play were two different ones. Tell the two eras. My era. We won all of them except for one. And in his era, they won all of them except for one. So it was like a, a, a two. And then since then, it's been dominated pretty much by Iowa. Uh, but Chad Greenway spoke about uh, his offense, Brian Ferentz, his teammate, who's now the offensive coordinator. That's some good stuff. So make sure you go check out the Ron Johnson show. I sat down with Chad Greenway, and he has some great stuff to say about Brian Ferentz. Um, also, why he probably still has a job. And if you don't understand why, just look at the head coach's last name, and you'll figure that one out. Uh, but I'm going to start with you, Reggie. Gophers, Iowa, man, like a lot of people are just feeling like this season for Gophers are lost. Uh, Darius Taylor may or may not play. Uh, but what do you think about what do the Gophers need to do to beat Iowa? Man, this was just not the season that I think many of us were looking for. Like I thought there was so many expectations, especially with how um, Ethan kind of flashed last year in his, you know, um, fill in time with Tanner and I think people just thought that you know he kind of and, and he showed some flashes in that first game of the season as well and I just I just don't think that we were expecting to see the Gophers look like how they look this year and there have been some brutal losses and it seems like the season is getting away from them a bit that being said you know a win against Iowa would do a lot for 
confidence in the fan base, confidence on the football team, you know, all the stuff that PJ Fleck talks and touts, you know, that that would that would lend well to some of the stuff he talks about with this with this program week in and week out. It's been a rough season, but a win against Iowa would be a huge deal because whenever you beat a rival, you can go one and however you, you can have zero wins, but you you get that one win against the rival and it's all good. Like everything's good. And so I, I just want to see a competitive game. I think it will be competitive. I think Sam said something like nine to eight. It might be like six to five. I don't know. I I don't I don't know that we'll see. A There's going to be a safety at some yeah, point. Yeah, something. Be a, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a, a goofy game. Funny enough, we say all this and watch Iowa come out and score like five touchdowns or something crazy like that. That would be like the the upset of of all of our 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 minds. But I think it's it's going to be interesting to see what we see from the Gophers, if if Ethan can kind of carry this team with with Darius Taylor may or may not play, you know, leaning heavily on the run game. Like I think we kind of want to see something special from Ethan. Mm-hmm. And we'll see if that happens on Saturday. The the Iowa offense is so horrid that they could they could not show up. The Gophers could win this game with their defense. Like I, I think that Cade McNamara is that bad. I think their passing game is that bad that the Gophers could could grind one out here. Like I think this is a, a winnable football game, even though it's on the road. I was six and one, but they're not really blowing teams away. They win low scoring, tight games, and that's kind of their style. They've got one pass catcher that has more than ten receptions this year. We're seven games into the season. The Gophers can win. Iowa Iowa is not that impressive on paper. Um, defense is quite good, so you got to find a way just to scratch out 17 points, give yourself a chance. But uh, this could give your season some life again. Now you got a couple home games coming up after this, some winnable football games. This could reinvigorate you. I feel like it's the same with the Vikings and the Gophers. Give me a reason. You can turn your seasons around, but you got you got to go show me. Give me a reason to pay attention again. Gabe, Sam, you sound like you're from the Show Me State. I mean, I know that's that's Reggie, that's from uh, Missouri, but man, if, if, the, yeah. if the Gophers are gonna show us who they are this week, then I, I feel like it's the top, best time to show it. I mean, uh, Ron, you know, we went to the <clears throat> the Minnesota Michigan game the other day, and that's the that, honestly that's the last Minnesota game I've watched. Like, I, I pretty much gave up on them after that game. Uh, all the hype that went into it. And then literally the second play of the game is a pick six. Like just being raised in the South, um, ACC, SEC football. Like when I see Big Ten football and I see Gophers in Iowa, I'm like, whoa. Yeah, I I understand the hype. You know, this is the community. But at the same time, if you don't have an offense, like you're you're not going to win big time football games. So um, I'm just looking forward to seeing Ron's tweets during the game. Like at this point, like that, that's how I get my Gophers um content just seeing Ron's tweets or Justin Guard I'm just like well uh, another year same tweet so uh hopefully this this game is you know the the winner scores more than 24 points but it, it's not looking like it's going to be that way so we'll we'll see how how things turn out but yeah it's 
it's just unfortunate because there when you when you go to a just like I said outside looking in when you go to a gopher game and you see the energy and uh people getting up for for their school and uh, just everything that goes into it you you want to root for the gophers and you want to see them actually have some success so it's just a little unfortunate but hopefully pj fleck and those guys can turn it around with some type of magic before the year is over yeah we're looking at the bottom of the big 10 offensively you got minnesota 10th iowa 11th offensively i was actually or sorry offensively the bottom defensively i was fourth and that's the problem minnesota's 10th so minnesota's defense historically the last two years have been number one in the big 10 they have been top five in the nation for third downs, for takeaways, like this defense. And then you look at the NFL and then you figure it out, like Antoine Winfield and you going and on, Carter Coughlin and all these names of guys who made it to the NFL from the defensive side. You look at all the DBs and, and Jordan Howden and so on and so forth. You can keep going, uh, you know, Terrell uh, Smith and blah, blah. Like you can keep going. And, and P.J. Flex done a great job of getting guys in the NFL on the defensive side. Offensively, they've struggled. They had a guy in Mo Ibrahim. Now they 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 had a guy in Darius Taylor who gets hurt against Northwestern. I pointed that out right away because in overtime he was standing behind everybody. I'm like, something happened. And now this kid has not come back since. Hopefully he can come back because he is on the All-American watch list now. Midseason All-American watch list. This kid was leading the nation as a freshman in rushing. Now, Kate McNamara we know is out for the season, Sam. So that's a good thing. We don't have to deal with him. Um, they have a guy in Deacon Hill who's taking over who's 39% completions, which is not good. It's not good at all. And so this is a quarterback in Nathan Kellick, man, is that if he can't outshine Deacon Hill, if he can't outshine Deacon Hill, the transfer portal, the recruitment trail, just like they say in the black church, the doors of the church are open. Come to us, people. Is Deacon Hill, is he is he doing an altar call? I don't, somebody has to, because, I mean, if Ethan Kalik Manis can't outshine a quarterback who's 39% completion right now, who wasn't supposed to play this year, really, because Kay McNamara transferred from Michigan, he was going to be the savior for the Iowa offense, and now Brian Ferentz has to figure it out with Deacon Hill. This is the thing about Brian Ferentz, and, and I won't be long, his dad is the head coach. The fact that you put performance bonuses in the fact that if he scores more points, we'll pay you, clearly, you know there's a problem there. Most coaches would have just fired their offensive coordinator, but it's tough to fire your son and think you're still going to come home and get kisses from your wife. So he's trying to figure out a way. They wanted him to take over and be the head coach at some point when when uh, Kurt retired. That doesn't look like that's going to happen. Now, this guy does have the pedigree of an NFL coach. He's, he's played under Belichick. He's coached under some NFL guys. Great, you know, Alabama, blah, blah. But it hasn't happened at, at Iowa. As offensive lineman, former offensive lineman, I think he needs a pass game coordinator. So I'm not trying to help Iowa out, though, so I'm going to move on. For the Gophers to win, one, hopefully Darius Taylor's healthy because they have to run the ball. This is a run first team. Ethan Kalik Manis can't do it all with his arm. He threw it the first game 44 times. That's because Nebraska's defense was bad. And that's the only reason why I think he threw it 44 times because their DBs were bad. They're fundamentally wrong. In cover two, their safeties were playing up as if it was cover, cover four or something or two robber. I don't know what the hell they were doing. It was bad. But now you look at it and they're playing against good teams. Iowa. Their defense at times scores more points in the game than their offense. So what do the Gophers do? You cannot put the ball out there like fresh meat. You cannot let Ethan sit in that pocket. You got to roll him out. You got to run some zone read and get him on the edge by himself. And then you really just got to run the ball down their throat. This has to be a bully game. This game should go two hours. It should just be run, run, run. Clock runs out. Two-hour game. Let us do this Gopher postcast uh, with myself and Kane Robb and, and Luke Inman and uh, hopefully Heather Fleck 
joins and she's happy because the Gophers are bringing Floyd or Rosedale back home. Gabe, you know I'm going to be live tweeting and pissed off or I'm going to be taking shots and I don't <laughs> care who knows it because I just went and got a nice bottle from the Minnesota Vikings. Thank you for the uh, whiskey, uh, the 1970 edition of uh, whiskey. And so I will be having a, a couple old fashions. Maybe Gabe and Julie will be here to watch the game with us. We'll see. Uh, but, but we got a couple minutes left. We got a read from our sponsors. So when we get back, we'll talk quickly about the Wolves before we get out of here. But we got a, a, a word from our sponsors. Yeah, Ron, let me tell you about FanDuel and the promotion going on there that people can take advantage of. By the way, people talking about this Iowa-Minnesota over-under as historically low at 30 and a half. Be part of history. Bet the under in Gophers Hawkeyes on Saturday. You can also bet dozens of other college football games and you can bet all the nfl games and within each game there are dozens of ways to wager on that game individually we talked about them in our fanduel lock segment you can get on the action as well and here's what happens when you join fanduel bet five dollars just five and get 200 deposited into your account via the bonus bets that's guaranteed whether you win or lose and then once you've got 200 then the world's your oyster you can put that on college football Pro Football, MLB Playoffs, Timberwolves, uh, last chance to bet the over on their win total this season. Plenty of ways to wager at FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. And download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. FanDuel, make every moment more. Well, we got about three minutes left in show, people. So we got to talk about the Wolves preseason is done. Reggie, what you think? Real quick, Ron, I, I Googled Deacon Hill and the first article that came up, Iowa starting quarterback gets his arm strength from playing his first love water polo. So <laughs> there's there's that. Uh, as far as the Wolves go. Don't hate on water polo players. <laughs> hey, look, hey, God bless if that's what helps. Good you know? Beautiful game. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, so funny enough. <laughs> he out there at Speedos. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it with the with the uh the speed on hat, the goggles. That's actually what he wears on the football uh, field, too. The goggles. Hey, and... look, look. Praise the Lord, Deacon. Uh so uh I, I think it's funny. The the Wolves went undefeated, five and zero in the preseason, uh, beat the Bulls last night, and a good showing. nineteen points from Ant, got fourteen from Nas, nice showing from Troy Brown Jr. Um, I think those are good things. Those are good things. Um, I think, Sam, I said they would be, what, 14 and 6 or something like that through the first 20 games? You were I'm bullish. sticking with that. Yeah, I'm sticking with that. I think they're the, – the best part about what's going on with the Wolves right now is the fact that they are all healthy coming into this season. You know, last year, Cat had the, the infection of some sort that – had him drop like 40 pounds or something like that. So like things are, things are different. They they've been able to practice together. They've been able to play together and, and they've been able to kind of build a little bit of chemistry. I think ant is in a different sphere, especially after the new contract, he got the shoe deal. He was the alpha on the, the summer team. Like, I think he's just playing with a different swag. And so I think this team is going to go as he and Cat leads. I think Rudy is going to be in better position to be the guy that they traded for. So I, I want to see how how things kind of get going 
when they start the season uh, against the Raptors. And I'm 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 cautiously optimistic that they'll have a good start and they'll they'll battle for a top four or five seed. Yeah, perfect preseason. Seems like it's a team that gives a crap. I don't know how like hard the other teams tried this preseason against them, but uh, that means a little something. The box scores were really encouraging. Anthony Edwards, Cat Nas, all producing. Uh, Rudy Gobert was active. It feels like a faster start this year. Last year, 10 and 10 through the first 20, then Cat gets hurt. This year, tough schedule out of the gate. I hope that wakes this team up right away, gets them focused, gets them lasered in going into Christmas and uh, and get some, gives them some momentum going into the rest of the year when the schedule softens up. I'm like an 8 out of 10 that this team is better than last year. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the, the fact that you have all your starters healthy playing again, um, there, there's a, a juice around that team. I talked to, to Michael Grady, their play-by-play guy, uh, a handful of times, and he just talks about that energy that has come with this team that he didn't see last year. And that, that's pretty much what you need in, in any team sport, but especially basketball. Like, it, it's all chemistry. It's all um, feel. And if you can build that in the offseason or if you have a full offseason or a full year to, to kind of develop that, that's what separates um, the the 48-win seasons to the 58-win seasons. And, and, you know, all you got to do is get a, a good matchup in, in the playoffs and you're pretty much good. So, I'm excited to see what that looks like. I mean, I don't really buy into preseason um, as far as the record wise, but as far as the chemistry is there and guys should just look happy. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that, that fares out uh, once the regular season starts. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy into preseason either. I don't think the records matter because it really doesn't. You don't see all the guys. You don't see the true offense. But here's some things that I'm positive about real quick before we get out of here. I don't know if you guys saw the alley-oop ant through to go bear, kind of like a sky hook, but it was alley-oop. That was ridiculous. Somebody posted like all season last year, total 21 assists total for Ann Edwards to Rudy Gobert, 21 total. I feel like they should be able to have two to three of those a game now because he looks like he's the facilitator. He looks like he's going to bring it up and start at the top of the key, which I said all of last year I thought should have happened. And then when you see him realize like, look, if I kick it out and somebody drives, they kick it back to me. If I have a lane, that dunk, like, Look out. I don't care what anybody says. Like, there's no way I'm standing. If he, if I'm on the other team, I'm Zach Levine made a business decision. Zach Levine was like, all right, I already seen this before. Like, I, I would do this. So let me get out the way and let this dude take off. And he took off from behind the dotted. So the fact that he's getting that done, he's throwing alley-oops to Rudy Gobert. Then all of a sudden he could kick it out to Cat at the wing. If Rudy Gobert, if they're emerging down, Gabe knows this in hoops. Like, you, you find the matchups. And Ant Edwards has the fastest eyes. He'll tell you at any point in the day, I'm a football player. I can see the field. And so he's looking everywhere. And so last night you saw, or sorry, versus the Bulls, you saw what he really can do and how he can facilitate a game and also attack. And so that's what I'm most excited about is if he does that the entire season, because he said, I'm not resting. I don't believe in rest. So if he does that entire season, there's no reason they shouldn't be a fourth seed. There's no reason they shouldn't be a fourth seed. Uh, Gabe is right. Over 50 games should be easy for them. Because they lost some games because of the chemistry, because so-and-so was hurt. Again, it's back to health, though. They ought to stay healthy. But if you can keep those guys on the court and healthy all season, that's a 50-win team easily. And so we'll see what that looks like, though. Can they get the 48 wins even? I mean, they think they were 42 or 43 last year. Can they get five more wins to jump to that five or four seed 
and we'll see. And the West, somebody else said this, the West is going to cannibalize itself. They're going to all beat the crap out of each other. The Nuggets, the Lakers, blah, blah. So Timberwolves just need to lay low, win the games you're supposed to win, and then get a couple big victories in there. We'll be talking about a four seed that won't have to deal with the Grizzlies or the Suns early. Um, and you don't want to play the Nuggets in the first round. I think that's the other key for this again, the playoffs. But again, I'm Ron Johnson. That's Gabe Henderson. We got Sam Ekstrom. That was Reggie Wilson from CARE 11. The newly married for a long time, but newly. I can see the smile in his face. Look at him, people. That's, <laughs> that's the smile of a man that got to see his wife last night. Like, that's that's what that looks like. That's the smile of a man. Normally, Reggie gets on the show in the morning, and he's grumpy. Now Reggie's happy. This is the Reggie I've been waiting. Look at that smile. I mean, you can't make that up. Walking to the station, seeing his boo. Baby, you want some Starbucks? You want some caribou? Hey, That's hey, what you, I'm talking about. Hey, you're, you're glowing, my brother. You're glowing. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I'm Rod Johnson. That's Sam Maxwell, Gabe Henderson, Reggie Wilson. This has been Locked On Sports Minnesota. This is a Friday roundtable. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend.